This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi, my name is Steve. You're listening to Bible Toolbox uh, on 7 to 9 a.m. I want to ask you a question today. What did God promise you? Did he promise you money? Promise you wealth? Promise you you'd be healthy all your life? You didn't live in a nice house? You'd have all the possessions you heart desired? Is that what God promised you? Well, in order to find out what God promised us, the first thing we have to do is look in the Bible. Because all the promises of God that he's given, he's going to give to us, are contained in his word. Okay, it's contained in his word. So, if we had to look, what do you think God promised us? I have a younger brother, his name is John. And I want to pretend today that John called me and he said, Steve, he says, um, would you like a million rand? Now, I, I, I like my brother, but there's no way he's got a million rand. But he's promised me a million rand. I said, okay. So he sends me, he gives me a letter. He says, Steve, when I die, open the letter. That's all he tells me. Just open the letter. Fine. So I have this letter. I don't know what to do with it. So I put it in the cupboard. Unfortunately, John lives 30 more years, and I forgot all about his letter. Do I get the money? I mean, he gave me a million rand. I mean, in that letter, it says, please give Steve a million rand from my estate. That's what the letter says. So did I get the money? No, I didn't get the money. Why? Because I didn't open the letter. If you don't open God's word... How do you know what he's promised you? Maybe you're sitting here thinking, my life is so tough and I'm so miserable and I'm so depressed and I don't know what to do and I'm tired of church and I'm tired of this and I'm tired of that and I'm tired of the other thing. What did God promise you in his word? Do you want to have a look? Because when I started this study, I thought to myself, well, I know one or two promises off the top of my head, but what are the rest? Well, if you've got your Bibles, let's look together. Let's 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 look together and see what happened. God has promised us things for different needs that we have in our life. Okay, different needs. Sometimes we're going through something that you know we're depression, we're sick, we're discouraged. God has different promises for each of those things. So the first promise that I want to talk about, you'll find in your Bible in Numbers chapter twenty-three and verse nineteen, and this is what He says. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. So when God makes a promise, it's a hundred percent promise. He said, I promise you this, that's what I deliver. My hand is open. It's up to you to reach out and take the promise for yourself. Now, I'm the father of three sons, and I have to tell you something that if I look at it from my point of view, I'm a fantastic father. Fantastic. There isn't a better one in the world. But if you ask my sons, they will say, you know, dad is a good guy. But, you know, when I was young, he promised me this and I never got it. Now, I know that I've had faults and I'm sure if they reminded me of some of these things, I'd remember and say, oh, yeah, we were supposed to do this, but we just didn't. I just didn't have time. I was working and I forgot about it. I'll make it up to you. If you've ever said that as a parent, I'll make it up to you. You got a big problem bigger than you think. It's better not to make a promise or to keep your promises than to say, well, I, I messed up this time, but I'll make it up to you. 
Okay. So God says in Numbers chapter 23 and verse 19, I'm not, a, I'm not someone who lies. I don't lie. I don't change my mind. Now, what does that mean? God doesn't change his mind. Has sin changed? Do we have different sins today than we had last year or 10 years ago? Or maybe even when your parents were uh, living and working and everything, the sins have changed today? No, I don't think so. I think sin is still sin. Lying is still lying. Stealing is still stealing. Adultery is still adultery. Murder is still murder. That doesn't change. Okay. The only thing that's changed today that wasn't here 10 years ago was we can sin a lot faster. We can sin a lot faster because we've got social media now. We can sin a lot faster. But God says, I do not lie, and I will not change my mind. So when God opens his hand to offer us salvation, offers the freedom of sin, or the freedom from sin, I should say, okay, he keeps his promise. He keeps his promise. Then God has promised to listen to our prayers, to listen to our prayers, okay? If you've got your Bibles, you can go to the New Testament this time, 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 12. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayers. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12. Wow. Have you been praying a long time and think, oh, God just forgot about it? God just forgot about it. I've been praying for years and years and years and years for something, and it's never happened. Have you felt that way? God doesn't listen to you? Peter says, his eyes are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayers. He hears you. God hears you. Okay? But now, as far as prayer is concerned, there's only three answers to prayer. We only have three. Yes, God says yes, and it's a blessing for you. And then also God says, no, I'm not going to give that to you. And the third one is, wait, I will answer, wait. Sometimes we're just way too impatient to get our prayers answered, way too impatient to get our prayers answered. So, God keeps his promises, and that's the first one. God listens to our prayers. Sometimes when we pray, we may not like the answer God gives us. So you got to understand that prayer is a request we're making of our Father. It's a request. Okay. Then God has promised to answer our prayers. Yes, he's promised to answer our prayers. Okay. In Isaiah chapter 65 and verse 24, the Old Testament, this is what God says. Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. Of course, this is referring to the Israelites in the Old Testament and their troubles that they've had. But the principle is the same. God hears us. We may not get an answer right away or may we not get an answer that we want to hear. But God has promised to hear us, to listen to us. Do you have a request to make of God? Do you have something on your heart and mind that you want to share with the throne of God? Then I would, then I would encourage you, do that. Do it now. Do it today. Make your requests known before the throne of God. He is listening to you. Then God promises us salvation. God promises us salvation. Wow. Now, what's... What is involved in salvation? You know, we use this word and we have, we have great ideas of what it could be. All it means is that God says, listen, for the righteous, for those I love, I have opened 
my heart. I have opened my very being, and I have prepared a place for you. Okay? And we find that in, well, we find God's promise of salvation in John chapter 3, verse 17. For God, God did not send his Son into the world to condemn it, but to save the world through him. Our salvation lives only through one person, and that is the person of Jesus Christ. If you do not have Christ in your life, then you don't have the hope of salvation. If you're just ignoring God, well, I don't need God. Thank you very much. I got a good job. I've got a house. I've got everything that I need. I don't need God. I'm a good guy. I pay my taxes. I don't, uh, I don't kick the dog. I'm good. I'm fine. Salvation isn't just for this life, isn't just uh, uh, an easement for this life. Salvation is eternal and it is spiritual. God's kingdom is not on the earth. God's kingdom we cannot see right now, but it's waiting for us. He has promised us salvation. God has promised us a new life, a new life. Do you like the life you've had? Do you like the life you have now? Well, there's a new one waiting for you. There's a new one waiting for you. If you look in Second um, Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, this is what God said. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Now, this is specifically referring to the time where you decide in your life that you want to be a part of Christ. You want Christ to be a part of your heart, your life. You want to walk in his footsteps. You want that hope one day that we will all have in the fact that we will all go home with Christ. When Christ comes again, he's going to take the righteous back with him to the place that he has prepared. It's very, very simple. It's not complicated. So he has promised us a new life. You don't have to wait for this new life. This new life in Christ means that you've turned away from the old life that you've had, and you've embraced the new life that Christ has offered you. That is the promise of God. There's something else that God has promised you, too. God has promised you freedom. Now, I know that everybody has—nations fight one another. People are rebelling against authorities and things like that because they want to be free. They want to be free. Well, what does God promise you about freedom? In John chapter 8, verse 32, this is what Jesus said. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. This is our hope. This is what we have. We have the freedom from sin because God has forgiven us. So today, these are just a few of the promises God has already made to you. Please accept them. Please put them in your heart. Please live by them, and you will be blessed. My name is Steve. Thank you so much for listening. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.